everyone. This is Emily Rose of Who the Fuck Knows with Emily Rose, and I want to talk to you for a minute. As you know, the holidays are coming up, and frankly, I could use a little holiday cheer. Whether you're a longtime listener, you tune in every once in a while, or never listened at all, you can follow the links in my episode description and send me a holiday drink, follow my Cash App link, or subscribe via Buzzsprout subscriptions. Buy Me a Holiday Drink will only be available through the month of December. So if that's your preferred method, go ahead and try it out now. Thank you for your continued support. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Hello, hello, hello. This is Who the Fuck Knows with Emily Rose. I'm Emily Rose. And today, to talk all things the year of Scandaval, I couldn't have anyone else on. But Rob himself of Vanderpump Robs, welcome back to the pod, Rob. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm having a terrific year, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> it's been great. Thanks for having me on. We've got a lot to cover. And, uh, you know, the year's almost over, so we need to jam it all in now. I know. And honestly, I, the first thing that I can think to ask is, like, if I had told you a year ago, a year ago today, that Vanderpump Rules would not have not just the most transformative season of its own series, but of Bravo, mm-hmm. of my life. Sure. Uh, could you believe me? <laughs> yeah, I, I know, but I also <laughs> like it just seems so it seems like like a lie we're telling ourselves still, too. But it's yeah. true. Like. And the way that we've all kind of, you know, everyone went a little bit nuts during the pandemic and lockdown and, you know, I need to be a better person. I'm going to, you know, all these like good things Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, but also like once you were able to go live your life normally again, you were kind of like, oh, well, I'm just going to revert back to my normal ways. Uh, that I have that same feeling post Scandal, like everything's going to change. Yeah. For this show. And for the most part, it doesn't look like it did. Like, no. it's going to be the same. But, like, but the energy's high. Everyone is so yes. excited, which is great. I'm very, if I'm making a clear point, I'm not sure. But I'm I'm really looking forward to season 11. How about that? I mean, I have to say, so am I. And I don't know that I was necessarily I feel like when my when my scandal adrenaline started running low Mm -hmm. I think we even talked about I was like not very hopeful for season 11 Mm -hmm. I certainly didn't think there would be a season 11 to be had even before scandal broke Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. I was like oh well we better tune in because last time we're gonna see these people on our television and honestly I mean I'm kind of joking but in a lot of ways, what happened with this facet of Vanderpump Rules kind of did change my experience with yeah. a reality television, how I view it, how I process it, how I interact online. You know, I'm always complaining about the Reddit, <laughs> you sure. know, uh, how I you mean the smartest folks out there with oh, the hottest uh, takes. No, no, Rob, not only the smartest, they were there. All oh, yeah. 100,000 of them were all there oh, and yeah. have been 
as close as Sheena has ever been with any friend she's ever had. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's also like uh, the people who, when Scandal broke and like more fans were starting to come out and like, oh, I'm, I wanted to know what this was all about. And like you'd hear certain podcasters or certain online posters being like, oh, but we were here first. It's like you are fighting the wrong battle here. Like who gives a shit? We should be thankful that more people are watching because uh, I don't want to sound too shitty, but like reality TV is not a personality. Right. It is a fandom. Right. right. So when you cre- when you make it more than exactly what it is, is when the problems start happening. Absolutely. And I will say I'm actually really grateful that everything happened the way that it did, because I've always loved Vanderpump Rules. And when this broke, it got people that were poo-pooing it for uh-huh. years, wouldn't uh-huh. look in its direction. Some of my closest friends who are reality television fans. I'm not talking about people who don't fuck with housewives. I'm talking about people yeah. who love reality television but would not fuck with Vanderpump Rules. Yep. Finally got into it and it I mean, hey, it improved my social life. Yes. It certainly yes. changed and it truly changed how I interact online. Like whenever I can be in the most whacked out subreddit like random ass shit and I am always thinking like Okay, I need to be cognizant that, like, I typically don't know the topic or I'm not here to argue with people. Uh We're in, like, our podcasting. I don't need to, like, get into a debate about Audacity versus Ableton. Like, this is not, it's not that deep. Um, But, man, what what a crazy year. And developments that keep happening, as you were mentioning before we started, Raquel, right, Rachel, excuse me, Levis... She just released, I guess, what I'm what I'm understanding is a nine minute kind of teaser of her podcast that is dropping in in January. Am I, we knew about the podcast, yeah. but is it a teaser? Yeah, but. I'm going to get real nerdy on you for a second, like mm-hmm. I, I my day job is podcast production. Right. I also produce Vanderpump Robs for fun. Right. right? right. Yeah. So I've been doing this for 10 years and I can. There are certain things that, like, you have to signal to the audience when you're, and I know exactly what happened, right? So I look at this and it says, Rachel goes rogue. The description is, you know, like, Rachel tells her own version of the story in the description. And then it says it's like nine minutes long. And I was like, this is not an episode, right? Mm -hmm. For one, this may be one of Bethany Frankel's, like, tens of thousands of podcasts that she decides to put out in episodes. But we got a teaser a month ago that's like, hey, coming soon, my podcast where... Well, like a trailer. Yeah. And it was like a blip because you need to have something to establish your podcast feed. Right. This is now like trailer two telling us when it's actually going to drop, whatever. But it doesn't say that till the end. We just get portions of Rachel saying things in a semi-chronological order that are edited together with like music fades and i heart like no real disrespect to this massive conglomerate like i'm not gonna hurt big billionaires clear channels feeling right and if they want to sign me yeah yeah exactly yeah if if you would like me to produce rachel's podcast i'm all for it um Um, i dm'd her and said as much just so (laughs) so you know yeah uh 
signal us anything at the beginning. Right. Signal us like, hey, here's a sample of what you're going to get next month on January 9th. And then like, or Pisces, let us know so that we aren't like immediately thinking like, oh, this is all episode. And then at the get to the last minute and it's like, Rachel goes roof dropping January 9th with episode one. And, and it's, it's such a large conglomerate radio uh, thing that happened, right? Uh, I worked at large satellite radio company at one point in my life, and they would just be like, hey, we need to get this done. Make sure it gets done. We need to signal something for January 9th before we all go on the holidays. So some you know, producer who's getting not getting paid as much as they should probably is tasked to like cut together this mm-hmm. thing into a nine-minute sizzle reel, but then they don't have time with Rachel to actually record something that says like, hey, y'all, here's a glimpse at what you're going to get on this. And so it's just this kind of nice sounding piece of audio, but not really serving a total purpose. So she doesn't do any kind of introductory like prepping. We just get right into like samples of. Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling the first episode is going to start the same way this started. Like they took something that's like hello i'm rachel you probably know me from scandival and this you know and like all of this sort of stuff where it's like oh this sounds like the beginning of a podcast so it's probably taken from the beginning of what is going to be episode one right yeah well can before we well i don't know if there really is a bunch of content uh it sounds like there really wasn't no i mean she had some I, i liked where it was going I'm okay. going to love hearing it as a hour long episode or whatever it's going to be. Okay. Yeah. I just feel if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know what I think that the show should have been. And uh-uh. I feel like my idea was better. Um, also, I just, I hate this, like, you probably have a better word for it, but this, like, uh, like surrealist speak or like, like, festival speak of like exploring the depths of the mind of the oh yeah visions of the i'm like that doesn't mean anything no i want you to come on my idea guys is the podcast should have been called hey mistress which is a (laughs) callback to what lala said to her which was very rude Mm -hmm. although technically true and it could be like an exploration of the other person in relationships. It could expand to complicated dynamics of open relationships or polyamory. It could be you could interview the other woman. You could have famous other women on there. You could have like, God, if she if she did this right, she could have fucking Monica Lewinsky. She could have sure. whatever she wanted on the great. show and it would be tight and it would be dope. And instead... I'm just a little, and then it's like, it's like Rachel, is it Rachel goes rogue? Is that what yeah, she's, yeah. and then I also feel like uh, the arrangement of wording there is stupid. And yep. Lala Ken said it should be Rachel gone rogue because Lala's like, she already done gone rogue. But I'm like, no, it should be Rachel going rogue because we want to go with her as an audience it's Seems well, I think new this journey. actual episode, this like teaser episode, mm-hmm. is called Rachel Going Rogue, and the podcast no. itself is called Rachel Goes Rogue. So to me. we're almost there. Okay, almost there. she knows the, me. <laughs> the The problem is, 
I don't know. We got so much to talk about, but like by saying like the description of the podcast is you've seen the story and read the articles. You may think you know me, but you don't know anything yet. For the first time, I'm ready to tell you the real story. Yada, yada, yada. My story. What do you think you know about reality? Yada, yada, yada. You know, it's like, okay, the easy thing that people said is, yeah, like, didn't she tell her story on Bethany's in a three-part series that got overhyped sure yeah but even if there is more to tell where okay when you're done sustainable what is what's happening what's going on on this podcast it's like uh jackson britney's horrible podcast (laughs) wasn't it weren't they supposed to be interviewing reality villains at one point yes that was like the original premise was that they were gonna and and i feel like Jax even said that he was gonna do some sort of interview with Spencer Pratt, but then Spencer and Heidi ended up doing their own podcast around the same time, Spidey's 16th Minute. And so I don't know if that... I, I don't Perfect know Perfect cross-promotion situation. Opportunity, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that Jack's burnt a bridge. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that podcast is a disaster. And, and and like you said, we do have a lot to talk about, but yeah. I felt like it was important as a as fellow podcasters for us to and i want to just keep honestly i just want to keep talking about my idea because i'm like maybe one day she'll hear it and and she'll i'm not a producer but i'm a storyteller so hit Mm -hmm. me up girl okay (laughs) you produce your own podcast i I do but i don't know it's like you can't put la i can't put like fake lashes on somebody else but i can do it to myself you know sure yeah fair you probably don't know Yes. No, I get it. I understand. I yeah. I get totally. Anyway. Anyway, um, so yeah. a couple of pieces of content aside from that have come out in the past yes. couple of weeks. We've gotten a season eleven season eleven super trailer or official trailer, and then we also got the season eleven preview slash season ten retrospective mm-hmm. of Vanderpump Rules, which is actually pretty. Pretty much a staple in Bravo. They actually used to do this with Housewives a lot. Atlanta yeah. had a five-year, I think. And I can't remember if they had a 10-year. Married to Medicine had a five-year. Um, well, and there used to be a bunch of... Didn't even Vanderpump Rules used to be like how they got here? How they got things? here, yes. Yeah, I don't know that right. Vanderpump... They probably did. I know but they that's did what they a were couple called. of times. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's how they had done it. Uh, I wasn't expecting... To, I, I, it's not like I'm surprised, but I just wasn't expecting it because it feels like every, you couldn't throw a stone without getting something Vanderpump delivered <laughs> over the past year. So, did you uh, watch it? I did. Actually, okay. we, on our season three, episode eight, Winter House coverage, we dedicated the beginning of the part of the beginning of our episode of Vanderpump Robs to it. And, I didn't get to talk about it as much as I want. So I'm glad you've invited me here today. My big thing about it, though, is... So it's called A Decade of Rumors and Lies. Yes. Vanderpump Rules, Season 11, Episode 0. Narrated primarily, completely by Lisa Vanderpump. In her closet, reading from a script. From a script. <laughs> yeah. And it's fine. It's like some, you know... 
Discovery Channel documentary. I want Lisa Vanderpump to, you know, narrate Planet Earth 4 or whatever. It's a great study and exploration into like biased media and biased documentary making. (laughs) Like the way that she tells the story. I'm like, I don't know. wrong. Yeah, she had a bone (laughs) to pick herself. Kristen, the biggest whore that ever worked at Sir. Pick who? Here's the thing, though. I think it is, and I've said this to multiple people, mm-hmm. um, it is a great jumping off point if you would like your uncle to start watching Vanderpump Rules this holiday season. Totally. Right? Show yes. them that, and then you can jump into season 11. Mm-hmm. But what it doesn't cover is anything outside of significant cheating scandals Right. the show, which is a lot on this show. Like we, you know, people make the joke like it's all everyone cheats. It's all yep. about cheating on sisters. Yep. But there is so much more that happens on this show that's so exciting. It undermines all of the complicated dynamics yes. to this French. Every time that somebody says, "Well, who cares? Everybody cheats on this show." It's like, no, no, no. It's not just about cheating. It's about the because. The, with a lot of these shows with housewives, right, we can default to as viewers, as conscious consumers, mm-hmm. we can default to, well, they work together. Mm-hmm. But they also, not just on the show, literally worked together, even though mm-hmm. that didn't last forever. They did begin their bond as coworkers at a yeah. restaurant and friends outside. Yes. You know, take a look at Schwartz and then roommates. Yeah, all of these people. It, it it's it does undermine. Like you get the reminder that Jack's got someone pregnant in Vegas, while Stassi like, and they totally leave out the whole Stassi cheating on him with Frank scenario, right? And uh, but but even if they did, we just get that aspect of that story. We don't even touch on Jack's breaking up with Laura Lee after an AA meeting. Right. <laughs> Which is so much more impactful, I think, than so the cheating. It was showed you exactly who Jax was. The, the cheating is like cheating. Sure, I could peg this guy from a che- as a cheater a mile away. But also the breakup after an AA meeting. That is who Jax is. You know, they show Jax, the story of Jax cheating with Faith uh, in the fifth season with Brittany, right? Like, mm-hmm. They tell that, that story. What they don't say is Jackson Faith hook up next to an ill 95-year-old woman. Like right. That, that is the story. That is the story. <laughs> like. They don't show Brittany revealing the tape of Faith it, recording Jack. Which is like, the, but as far as iconic Vanderpump rules goes, uh-huh. right? I would say Brittany playing the tape. And then James reenacting Brittany playing the tape for Vanderpump for LVP is, I mean, it's iconic and necessary to understand because James is the reason that it happened. He stole the recording off of Faith's yeah. phone to air it on television yeah. in the first place. It's <laughs> like, and then you see. Ariana and Tom arguing about it, but the and I I know this is a little bit like behind the scenes, but it's also like Tom. The issue isn't so much why did you play it for Britney? Sandoval didn't give a shit if Britney knew. No. It was about like 
the way that they did it, that Lala and Ariana did it was nuts. And like, it's just, they really did a disservice to, and then also the friendship dynamics. I mean, if if Jax is coming back in the fold for season 11 and then getting his own spinoff, we kind of also need to see a little bit more in depth of like, Jax being best friends with Sandoval, fucking him over at every opportunity, getting back together with him as a friend, and then pushing him out as his best man, like refusing to have him at his wedding and replacing him with Randall of all people. Like, that's like, we need to know that. Yeah, and is Bravo, like, I think it was, I had Kate Shapiro on my show, and her theory is that Although Scandaval wasn't like orchestrated by production, mm-hmm. it was definitely like, of course, they're going to influence it. They're like, this is great. This is the best thing that's right. ever happened to our right. show. But they're like, this is also the perfect opportunity to get everyone to forget about Randall. Yeah. And there is so much Randall mm-hmm. that seeped into this show in so little time. Yep. When he was actually on the show. Right. That has residual effects. Mm-hmm. That has things happening behind the scenes that I'm sure are terrible. And yeah. I want that to come out. And I want that to come out on Jax's new show. And I need that to happen on Jax's new show. It won't because Bravo wants to keep their cash cow. And that's why I also didn't think that they're... Bravo will run a show into the ground. Right. Like, we're not, we were always going to get a season 11, but now we're going to get a good season 11. I think it's, I think it's going to be decent. Uh, we got in this, in this retrospective, we did get a few scenes uh, from, from the crew. Now, the first scene is Ariana and Katie in Ariana and Tom's house. And I wanted to know what you think about this because they also touch in it, on it in the trailer. Ariana says something to the effect of, now in the trailer, obviously, this is very edited cut to be intriguing, but this seems to be her stance. She says something to the effect of, I realized that if I don't want to be around my ex, then I won't, or I don't have to. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we kind of get a more at-length discussion in this retrospective about Katie and Ariana kind of talking about how they're going to navigate uh, how Ariana's navigating the situation, how they speak through an assistant. And I want to know what your opinion is. The narrator was like, oh, that was totally ridiculous, which is fine. But what do you think? Do you think that this is realistic of Ariana? Not so much the arrangement that they have, because that is their reality. That's what they're living. But is it a realistic expectation for her to say, if I don't want to see him, I just don't have to. I think it's realistic for her to believe that that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. I think we all know that, like, you can want something and that's not going to make it a reality. Sure. Uh, you can <laughs> do all of the right things, like talk through an assistant about weird LED lights. Yeah. Uh, I I know that, like, the the stance is that they're going to try and edit something into, like, an ariana takedown yeah but i think it's actually just human nature that it's like well we've heard so much about ariana here and is this going to her head you know is it and it's not 
No, that's not even, yeah. But I think that like they're trying to plant the seed of is Ariana being too, expecting too much. Unreasonable. Unreasonable. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's like the hint of it. That's the soupçon of, (laughs) of what they're trying to throw into this stew. And, and, and I don't like it. Right. I also, um, just to jump tactics a little bit, because I know you and I have probably both, you've probably gotten the same amount of pushback as I have on our fandom for Shishu. But <laughs> yes, I, definitely. I do want to talk about like, because because this goes hand in hand with what we see as Sheena in the trailer. Yeah. She did that podcast recently where she's like, Ariana doesn't understand what this cheating scandal did to me. <laughs> like how bad it was to me. So classic. I love it so much. <laughs> and, and I get what she's saying. Like, I mean, you know, obviously. It affected our friend group. It was terrible. All of this sort of stuff. But like, yeah. you have to know this is going to get cut to make you look uh, selfish. I think she just, I think she, I think she is so truly that person. That there is no level of comprehension. And I think that when people say it to her, I think she might genuinely not get it. And that is what makes her my favorite. (laughs) It's so funny. And I I think I was watching clips from Sexy Unique podcast and they had like the funniest back and forth where they were like, yeah, it's the most traumatic thing that didn't happen to Sheena. Like It was the, the worst thing that never happened to her. And And it's so true though, because she, I think you and I have talked about it before. She, her, her fatal flaw is that she wants to be friends with everyone. Yeah. And that is why, that's where her conflict comes in. Yes, exactly. things make her confront that, like, you can't be friends with everyone. And when you do, you piss people off and you piss off yourself and you do all this stuff. And so we see in this trailer that, you know, she's trying to be friends with everyone and it's coming down to it. And then we get that Schwartz sequence. And I think we got to talk about this. Oh, right. Yeah. Like when well, Schwartz is talking with yeah. Mama. Like, yeah. Your show, set it up for the audience. Yes. All right. Well, so Schwartz and Lala are talking at one point <laughs> and they're obviously reflecting on Schwartz's failed relationship with Katie and his floundering afterwards. And he's like, yeah, I was a, I was a makeup, makeout slut. I, I, you know, even made out with Sheena once in Vegas. Nobody knows about that. But to Lala, jaw dropped. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then we get these like weird cuts where like, uh, Brock's saying like, you're making it out to be like, it's not a big deal. And it is a big deal. And it's like, well, right. we have no idea where this is situated within any context of the season. Uh, and we're just trying to be led to believe that and, you know, of course, if Schwartz and Sheena made out while Schwartz was with Katie, that makes a lot of the dynamic worse, right? Right. If Schwartz and Sheena made out after they broke up, that makes the dynamic odd in a different way. <laughs> yeah. But also, the theory, I think you were talking about it too, is that, you know, maybe it's cut into a way where Schwartz made out with Kara. The Sheena lookalike at Vanderpump a la Paris or whatever. Right. But, but, but it could be anything. And, and, and it also could be truth or dare. It could be, we don't even know what it is. And it, it's, 
I don't truly, like it. I don't like that's it. see. It's like and and uh, sexy unique pod was talking about this too. It's very it, it's cut and anybody that you know knows about trailers knows that it's cut a very specific way, but it's just and it's crazy on the fandom on the Reddit that people are even remotely buying into it. To me, it's just very clearly not whatever it's presented as it's not and Mm -hmm. even if schwartz and sheena made out while katie and schwartz were together it's very clear that's not what that's not affecting katie and sheena because they just did a huge collaboration together and you cannot convince me that katie had no idea that this conversation happened between lala and schwartz oh yeah like so this is not whatever it is it's forgiven it is not a big deal obviously sheena and schwartz didn't end up together it does not to me does not matter so why put that in as a teaser the other thing that was thrown in there uh, not to skip too far ahead is this like threesome situation oh i hate it I what hate is- it. <laughs> it's because it's- i'm intolerant no yeah, i'm just yeah. kidding i i <laughs> I, I hate it. Polyamory. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hate it because this is this is something that happens for maybe an episode and a half. I'm calling mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. I there is no way in hell that Haiti would put herself in this scenario to be that close to Schwartz in any sort of way in a relationship without just being like, hey, this will make a good storyline. You know, like it's, it's terrible. Like all, you know, Katie, and I don't want this to be a Katie bash necessarily, but like Schwartz is going to make out with anyone. Like we all know this, we know this. So we'll set that aside for a moment. He's also going to make out with anyone that is going to get him closer to Eighty in some way, shape, or form this season. Literally so, obsessed. Yeah. Katie is going to make out with this gal for the storyline. Yeah. Like, Katie's going to do it. And, and she, she, she does not have to. Yeah. That's the thing. She has musicians who wear socks with sandals to the beach that she could choose from. <laughs> Katie has no, first of all, particularly with her, uh, come to jesus fandom experience that she's had mm-hmm. uh, the fan everyone loves her they're obsessed with her she doesn't need to like make out with this girl in some weird competition with tom schwartz mm-hmm. i'm also just kind of like i'm just totally honest both of them had dating storylines last season and they were both god awful and i don't want to see it i don't want to see Either of them or Lala Kent mostly date. Uh, no, I want to see the, I want to see eighty flood come on Vanderpump Rules. Yes, that storyline. That's the only dating storyline I want to see. Wait, yeah, because that's not going to see Sandoval. So that's kind of a train wreck. That's relevant. The Katie and Short. I only half believe that they're fully divorced anyway like i oh. really feel part of me feels like they still bang sometimes so i'm just I kind of like wouldn't i would bet money on that for sure you would bet money on it 
well, I trust you. (laughs) So I'm just kind of like, this is goofy. That kind of stuff, that fillery stuff. It's like, honestly, kind of watching Sandoval earnestly try to date. Sounds mm-hmm. like it's going to be filler, <laughs> but it it is kind of fascinating to watch. Uh, also interesting, and I really want to get your perspective on this because um, Sex Unique podcast, all the podcasts that I really like, Turtle Time. I don't know if you listen to them. I love them. Oh, yeah. Um, they, the Riley Hamilton, Amy Amy Scarlatta one, not the yeah. Ramona, not not the, not Ramona, right? Not no no no, <laughs> near near. They all kind of have opinions about Ariana's new boyfriend. And I don't know that I've landed on one necessarily, but I'm curious to see what you think. Because we get a little bit in the trailer of kind of like a Craig and Page thing where Ariana's like, oh, well, maybe you could move here. And I am dying to know your thoughts. I think Dan seems like a nice guy. I mean, I think Dan lives on the other side of the country. Yeah. And I think that is a great safety net for Ariana. Okay. She can feel comfortable in having a relationship because that's the thing people aren't talking about. Right. Is that Ariana, I mean, people are talking about how she jumps to relationships. Don't get me wrong. Right. But the why, right? Right. I think there, and this isn't, this is no shade to Ariana, but I think there's, she's been in such long-term relationships and have, has had troublesome relationships. Right. That she's probably afraid to be single. Right. And single AF at that. And and I think that, like, whether she has done the process, the therapy on this or not, like, this is probably a subconscious, like, step for her to have a good partner that's a way that she can see but can see for short periods of time and you have to plan to do it. She can't just like go over to his house. Right. And so that gives her the freedom to do whatever she wants day to day, but the comfort of knowing there's someone, someone's there for him. Now, Dan, as a human being, I think we all kind of know the bartender guy. Yeah. You know, and he kind of gives me just bartender guy vibes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Sandoval was a bartender guy. He just happened to be at the bar that she worked at. Yeah. And he does, in the very little I've seen, seem like a like a, a better person than Sandoval. And that's great. But yeah. he's bartender guy. He's all. definitely, definitely bartender guy. I don't think my I have the hardest time. This is the one thing that I am completely I have a whole blind spot to. And then I'm like, I want to move to L.A. Uh, I don't see when people are opportunists like that is not something that I am super tuned into. And so when I think Dan would already be in L.A. if he was an opportunist. Okay, okay, okay. He would have have moved out here. Okay, so that's what I'm. See, that's where my head was at. I'm like, I don't think necessarily that he's like using her to get on the show necessarily but i i think the only thing that i would have concern about with any person any person that was going to get in a relationship with someone after they suffer a devastating breakup bare minimum 
particularly one that is very high profile, one that was very long, one where that person, it not just that they live with that person, but that they are still entwined in a working space, in a social circle. Like, I would just think that if I was going to date a guy, and I did, I dated a guy who broke up with a girl that he was with for a very long time, and he wanted to date me very soon after. And I got to say, those people are not... They haven't healed yet. They haven't healed. They have not healed. They have not healed. I... Here's the thing. Don't think Dan's an opportunist. I think I don't think Ariana's healed, and I don't think she's going to fully heal until she like actually takes time to be single AF. And I will amend that, and I will say that Dan is an opportunist if he's on the new season of Summer House because he's East Coast. If he, for some reason, is on Summer House, then he's an opportunist. Oh, that would be awful. Oh. It would also be awesome. Like that would, yeah. that would yeah. be amazing television. <laughs> it would be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, shout out. What's his name? Who's dating Giselle now? Uh, 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 Jason. Jason. Shout out Jason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that piece was there anything you know there was honestly not a lot of talk about something about her in the trailer. They talk a little bit about it in the scene that they give us the extended scene. But they don't really talk about it in the trailer, right? I don't remember. Well, one. as of as of this moment, I think they're still waiting on a liquor license. Which, Eesh. so mm. this has been what a year since they filmed. Yep. What's going on? Like, I, I get it. Dancing with the Stars. What is it? Buying back my daughter, which I just did in a three and a half hour. Oh my god! Appearance on a Lifetime movie podcast. Oh my we god! Talked about you? buying, but yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to Mother May I Sleep With podcast. Oh, I have listened to them. Okay, so it's coming out in January. So, okay, but yeah, great. like there's been a lot of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. On the Ariana side. And isn't that it? Don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, we don't know what's going on on the Katie side. And then Ariana went on Watch What Happens Live and she said something to the extent of like, or Andy prompted a question, who are you, who is the most loyal to you this year? And she says, Katie. And I'm like, Katie and her warped fucking views of loyalty. I, I, I want what I want from Katie is to be radically honest and say, like, I'm trying to get this shop open, but somebody is not able to pull their weight right now. Yeah. But I feel like. Katie, out of spite to Sheena and Sandoval, is going to, you know, play the complete ignorance is bliss piece and just be like, you know, I don't know. Just I don't think that that's that we're going to get that. But that's the drama, right? That's the reality, just like it was in real life for Schwartz and Sandoval when they were doing theirs and Sandoval is out here on tour banging Raquel and whoever else in every other city. It has an effect on the way that the business runs. Yet another thing that I bet Katie and Schwartz bond on, bond over all the time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, They, the, the other thing that that just jogged in my memory is, Mm -hmm. you know, Ariana did Dancing with the Stars. She did 
the Lifetime movie. She's going on Broadway in the rotating Bravo cast spot. And right, which is dope. In Chicago. Yep. Um, not Ariana going to perform on stage when her restaurant needs to open. Right. Not the exact same thing from Sandoval's storyline last season before Scandoval broke. Saying no, why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> why are you doing the exact same thing that Tom Sandoval did? Like, at least, at least make the connection yourself, Ariana, and say that so that other right. people don't put it together. <laughs> right, because this is the thing. And you said something earlier that kind of got me thinking because I'm like, I'm trying to rebel against the urge to not favor Ariana this season. Yeah. But I feel like, am I rebelling against the discourse online of the fandom and the accounts and whatever? Or am I, or is this the story that they are producing and feeding to us? Because, yeah. again, being a conscious consumer of the media, of the tabloids and everything, some of this stuff is some random bitch on Reddit like me. Mm-hmm. And some of it is... I don't want to say planted, but some of it is a narrative that is perpetuated by people who know what the fuck is going on, know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So I think that I just, I don't think I'm going to hate Ariana, but I don't agree with her, some of her decisions just in general. Like generally, I don't think that she should be in a relationship. I think that she should not fight a battle about who's going to stay in the house. I think that it would be best for her to leave the house um if that's what he wants give it to him that's my personal opinion about how she should handle her life which isn't important like it doesn't matter what i think but hun there is like a there's like a darkness that bonds all of these people together and i believe that that darkness could be summed up pretty well in like fame hungry right Mm -hmm. i think that they all went i mean before Maybe I shouldn't say his name. The comedian that she dated before uh, uh, Andoval, um became very, very popular. And I was a fan until I yeah, realized what a douchebag he was. Yeah. Um, I think that she has this. I think that she and Sandoval share that like destructive need for attention. Is that bad? No, I know. I, I think I, I get where you're coming from. And I think it, it manifests itself worse in some people like Sandoval than it does yeah. in like an Ariana. Right. Like right now, Ariana and Katie and Lala and, you know, this is their job. Yeah. Right. This is their job. So they are going to turn it on when the cameras are on. They're going to turn it on when it's time to talk about things. And they're going to present things in a way that, you know, make them feel one way or the other. Right. Or make the audience feel a certain way. The problem is, is that when like, Something like Scandal happens, and now we're getting the like the aftershock season of it. A little too much emotion is getting in the way of the job. It's like whenever yeah. you get pissed at someone at work, and you're like, mm-hmm. like two weeks later, you're like, oh fuck, I did not need to worry about that at all, and it just right. made these two weeks fucking suck. Yep, mm-hmm. um, and because this person's just annoying as all hell. And right, I didn't so, have to go that hard. I didn't yeah, have to yeah. put yeah. myself in anxiety spiral. <laughs> exactly, and yeah. so 
I think we're, we're, I just, I want the best for Ariana. I don't yep. want her to have a takedown season. I just think that like the only thing that's going to trip her up is getting too invested in the emotional side of this when she can just like clock in and clock out. And I also do think that part, something that I believe Sandoval about and have always kind of thought about her and their relationship. And I think that he, if anything, he's lying about with this is his own part in it. I believe that they were very careful about how they presented their relationship to yes. the media or to us, to the show. And I don't think that without therapy, maybe, or deep introspective, deep introspection that you would need a couple of weeks off mm-hmm. to take, mm-hmm. which she has not had, which is dope, is really reflecting on like how guarded she is and how not performative because it's not that she's being performative but crafting every second of your own public image is i'm sure exhausting mm-hmm. and i do think that that's something that you kind of have to snap out of yeah and i don't know that she's had time to do it so i think it's going to be interesting to see her it kind of feels like part of what she's saying and doing with the house and with it, the it just feels a little bit put on. Yeah. And well, that's and not I, a bad thing. And that's not like a character flaw. And that doesn't mean that she's evil or something. But it just no. means that like, that's kind of how she likes to do. But you're also, you know, Beyonce does it best. Taylor Swift, who I hate, uh, does it well. I Maybe. think that um, Sandoval has infected Ariana. I think that's what it is. I think she just needs to detox uh, relationship brain. And uh, and then she'll be... Do, season 12, we're going to get the purest Ariana we've ever got. Okay. That's actually great because I know that we have to wrap up. And Rob, thank oh, you yes. again for joining me. This has been great. I feel... I'm so excited. I do want to just kind of end this by asking... Do you think that there's going to be a season 12? It sounds like you do. And what do you think? Where do you think? And and w- with no information basically about season 11, what do you think the season 12 story arc is going to be if there is one? I think season 12 is definitely going to happen. I think that we are going to see some people move on to essentially what Jack's and Kristen's new show is. Mm-hmm. And I think that season 12 may finally be this first season without Lala because she might finally get her gift of being able to go on the housewives. And so I think we'll get a couple of new cast members based off of people we have met in what's going to happen in season 11. Okay. And I think Schwartz will be a cast member until the day he dies. The fan of rules. Yeah. But uh, storyline wise, It'll be Schwartz-centric. It'll be him actually gaining confidence. And I think season, I guess this would be what, season 12, yeah, will be a Schwartz redemption season. Wow. And a James takedown season. Oh, because that's... It's long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Kristen's going to be on the new show and we're going to have to address it. And yeah. Yeah, he's not long for the world of Bravo. I mean, I don't want to say unfortunately, because whatever. No. Well... 
I have to agree with you, Rob. I, well, I have to agree that if season 12 happens, I'm invested in what you say. I think it's interesting that you said Lala will not be returning because she'd go on The Housewives. If that happened, iconic. And I, I cannot stand anything that Lala does. But if she finally got that, I would be 100% behind her. Interested to see what happens with, with Ariana. Maybe we would finally get a single Ariana. Or maybe she would literally be booked and busy and could not be on the show. Who knows? Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Well, Rob, tell everybody where they can find you for your coverage coming up of season 11 and everything else. You're doing Winter House right now, I think. Yeah. Uh, Vanderpump Robs, wherever you get podcasts. And I'm sure there'll be a link in the bio of this episode. There and, will be. Uh, if you want more or if you'd like to listen without ads, you can get bonus episodes and ad free at patreon.com slash Vanderpump Robs. And if you would like even more of me, I do a weekly Substack newsletter, which is Rob's R-O-B-S, R-O-B-S, so robsrobs.substack.com. I didn't know that. I'm going to subscribe right now. Please do. Thank you. <laughs> and guys, you know where to find me at Who TF Knows Emily Rose on Instagram, uh, WTFK on Emily Rose on Twitter, and all of that. You will already know by the beginning of this podcast how you can help me. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Rob. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye bye.